Psychomedy is brought to you by ThreadUp, Manchester-based therapy that supports creativity. I'm Rafaela Nunes, the founder of ThreadUp and the counsellor supporting the creative community. Comedians and creatives in general can experience anxiety, depression, low moods, and this in turn can affect their creativity. One-to-one counselling can facilitate a safe space for creatives to explore any difficulties, to gain self-awareness, to develop strategies that work, and ultimately to create choices that are aligned with the natural creative flow. If you're in need of support, then please get in touch. Visit threadup.co.uk to book your counselling sessions at reduced rates when you quote Psychomedy. Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy during this time of near total shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and every day now I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies, coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. So, joining me today on Psychomedy Daily Dose, it's Ari Eldion. Ari, hello. Hello, mate. Hello. How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing good. We're on, uh, what day is it today? Um, It's been... 17 days since a gathering ban was imposed and yeah it's kind of on lockdown here as it is in most places of the world yeah so has it been on lockdown for 17 days or just the ga- the gathering ban the gathering ban um schools have shut uh, except for like uh, like uh, kids schools and and kindergartens they remain partially open yeah but with restrictions but yeah, more than 20 people cannot gather at any point together. And, of course, two meters social distancing. It's the same thing that's happening everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So how many days into lockdown are you? Well, I mean, we decided to pull our girls out of school and daycare uh, 10 days ago. So we have been self-isolating for, yeah, 10 days. Okay, 10 days, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, so you have two kids, is that right? Yeah, there's one six-year-old, and then there's one who's one and a half years old. Yeah. And uh, we're just uh, home with them 24-7 and doing everything we can to create a routine. We have a nightly disco where we have an old novelty (laughs) disco ball that we hang in the living room, and I have an old video projector that we used to project, like, color strobe colors from YouTube on, and... And uh, yeah, we, we, we say it's for the children, but it's really for us. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, we, we basically just try to turn our apartment into a mini cosmos. Uh, we have like a kitchen, which also doubles as a restaurant and a cafe. And we have a, <laughs> a cinema and we have uh, uh, most people are going through the same stuff, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hadn't thought of a disco. That's a great idea. I think I've got a disco ball somewhere. I think that dancing, that is that is something I haven't mentioned on this podcast. Dancing, that's a great thing to do. 
yeah and like like I, i'm a perfectionist so i've never really danced because i'm always super critical of my own <laughs> dancing but when you have the excuse of just dancing with the kiddies then oh, you're dancing <laughs> dance like a gathering of less than 20 people is watching that's what i say um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that tonight i'm um yeah i'm gonna get the disco ball out that sounds fun i've got two kids in the house as well so yeah that's great yeah so are you staying at home with them all day as well? Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty similar. My kids are a bit older, so yeah, just homeschooling. It does take up nicely a lot of the day, and I think it's uh, pretty good for mental health, having the having the kids around. It um, means you can't drop too much. Obviously, it's up and down. I mean, how is how is the mood in the house, apart from the dancing, which I'm sure is glorious? How's the mood generally? Well... Uh... We're, we're handling this uh, way better than I thought we would. Uh, of course, you worry about the kids becoming completely bored, but like um, the six-year-old totally understands what's happening and, and has been very active in talking to her friends over FaceTime, and, uh, and the mood is pretty good. Um, we also realized we have been relying very heavily on my parents uh, for babysitting in the last few years, mm. and they're around like 70, so they went to the north where we have like a cabin and they basically just self-isolated there and they're going right. to be there for a few weeks so uh, it, it's the first real time that we're like full-on parenting without any subsidies from grandparental units <laughs> yeah 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 for, for some reason uh, it's probably my ignorance of iceland geography but i i would i would have imagined that uh, iceland people are far apart and it wouldn't be so much of a a problem, but looking at the infection rates, it looks looks quite high. So am I am I wrong there? Are people quite tightly packed together in little areas of Iceland? Mm, well, they say that like the small towns, uh, when they do get infected, that they they have the potential to get very infected very fast because even though people are technically like spread apart, uh, the mm. infrastructure is so small. So there's like maybe a few gathering points where everyone goes like the same shop. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we, we definitely don't have the same problems that major cities have where you have like mass transport systems and, and, and the likes of that. Reykjavik is a pretty spread out city. Uh, it's often talked about as a textbook example of urban sprawl. Uh, the like the the size geographical size of Reykjavik is I think the equivalent of Copenhagen but with only like one tenth of the population if you count all the great urban era area yeah so yeah there is like there is good potential here for like social distancing mm. um, but yeah regardless of that this virus just seems to spread really fast it's like very easy to catch it and um, yeah. And luckily, they have been able to uh, test for it very aggressively here, although mm. they can never test everyone. I think the max capacity for like a day is about a thousand tests a day. And it's only a handful of people really who are performing these tests. Mm. Uh, for, for a while, it uh, looked like the country was going to run out of um, the necessary pins you need to test. And they only had like a thousand left for the entire country. But then they... Then they uh, found a, a batch by accident. Of, oh, like, yeah, I read that. Things. I read that. Yeah. yeah. 6,000 so, like, 6, swabs <laughs> they just found in a warehouse. That's, yeah, they, yeah, that's, that they sounds had no suspicious. idea. 
<laughs> yeah, it sounds really weird. And they were like just about to expire. Apparently, they had just been forgotten. They were for something <laughs> a bit different, but they are. Right. You can use them. So, yeah, the mood like there is every day. There's like a one hour press conference with like the head team that controls all operations, and um, so there's a lot of feedback and a lot of info. Mm. But yeah, it seems to be like it's not growing exponentially, but the number of intensive care cases is worrisome and there's like seven people on ventilators and i think there's 40 ventilators in the entire country so we are completely on edge as everyone is as well yeah goodness goodness i mean is the level of anxiety pretty high i mean i'd say it was fairly high in this country every time you go online friends and People you don't know, I think there's a incredibly high level of anxiety. I'm trying to I'm trying to stay positive myself, but is the is the level of anxiety quite high in Iceland then? Yeah, well, the, like the majority of people are, are very confident in like the course of action that the government, uh, like, well, not the government. The government really hasn't intervened that much. They have followed the advice of the uh, chief epidemiologist, which mm. has not been the case in, in all countries. Like other Nordic countries went into way harder measures like Norway and Denmark just shuttered all schools and closed the borders. Um, and none of this was like especially recommended as I understand it by the uh, chief epidemiologist. Um, over here, um, it has been a bit milder approach, although I can't really say <laughs> it's mild, like everything is completely stopped. And uh, uh. Um, the, the level of anxiety, I mean, if you go online, you see there is a fair amount of people who are completely uh, terrified that everything that's being done is wrong and there's a lot of um, you know a lot of people who are obviously dealing with very bad anxiety who are just scanning the internet for whatever they can find any statistics any data so there's a lot of people arguing uh, over stuff that they're ne not necessarily that knowledgeable about and um I yeah. think that, like, for the most part, people are really handling this well. But, of course, it's a given that this is going to cause a massive spike in anxiety over the board. But there's, like, a there's like a theme here. Like, a, a virus-free hour every day between 8 and 9 in the evening. Like, do nothing. Like, do not do anything that makes you think about the virus. And, oh, really? Yeah. And it's, like, a, like, the head, the chief constable who's become, uh, like, the kind of nation's leader throughout this um uh, this is something that he is always reminding people to do. And apparently it works. Like all phone lines that have to deal with say that like activity drops completely for one hour. <laughs> right. That's such a great idea. That is such a yeah, great yeah. idea. What, what time yeah. of the night is that? I think it's been it's between eight and nine in the evening. So oh, nice. the thing is people watch like the, the, the Icelandic BBC roof. People watch the news between seven and seven thirty. And then ah. between 7.30 and 8, you get some follow-up programs on it. Yeah. And then you're supposed to not think about it for an hour. And, I mean, that is mindfulness, man. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That, that's when you dance, then, I presume. Yes, the, that's, <laughs> a, that's about the time. We are, although we are competing with, uh, it's getting pretty bright here, which um, in Iceland you get, like, almost 24-hour like daylight well you get daylight all in july it's like the sun almost doesn't go down and it's completely bright mm. so now it's getting dark way later than normal and this poses a problem for our mini disco because it means that it gets dark later and later 
and mm. you need to be certain dark for the mini disco that we run for the kids. <laughs> so, so they are they are going to sleep later and later as a result. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but that is such a great idea—a Corona-free hour. Wow, I yeah. think that's I think that's a great idea for everyone. I think if you don't mind, I'm gonna. I'm going to try it. If there's not a hashtag, I'm going to look for it. But if not, I'm going to try and start a hashtag, Corona Free Hour, 8 till 9 yeah. p.m. That is yeah. such that is such a great idea for everyone's mental health. I think that's great, you know, because uh, as you say, like, going on the news, even like you mentioned the BBC there, you know, the, it, it can be slightly inaccurate, slightly exaggerated. It can it can add to anxiety. I, I, I put a, a tweet out last night that the BBC had posted that they, they put a headline up saying six months before UK returns to normal, says Deputy Chief Medical Officer. And yep. the Deputy Chief Medical Officer didn't say that. You know, she, she, said, she said it would be um, two to three months to see whether we've squashed it and three to six months, um, ideally, and maybe longer. So what they've taken is the worst case, pretty much the worst case scenario and said it as if she'd said six months, where in fact she'd said three to six months. You know, it's uh, it's just little things like that, that if people get too much news, even from reputable sources like the BBC, you can you can be given a, a you know, an incorrect spin on, on the on the true picture. Yeah, if it bleeds, it leads. And I think like uh, because we have so many press conferences with like the chief epidemiologist, mm. a lot of the stuff that he has said has been sort of turned into headlines, which then are interpreted as gospel. Like uh, yeah, he yeah. mentioned like a few times, I think he mentioned that in order for like herd immunity in general to work, um, if something spreads at the rate of 2.5, which this does, then you need something like 60% of people to be immune from it to mm-hmm. have herd immunity kick in. And it seems that a lot of people have taken this the way that his plan is to create herd immunity by all means necessary, which he has yeah. many times had to say, like, no, that is not the plan. We are, we are stretching this out as we can. We are just flattening the curve and trying yeah. not to exhaust uh, all our medical personnel. But... You know, conspiracy theorists also awaken during these times. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so how about stand up? I assume you're missing it. Are you? Yeah. 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 yeah really, really badly. But um, I have been fortunate enough to be have been offered like a few uh, gigs that are done in a streaming capacity. So I've done like three so far gigs okay. where I just to the computer and uh, I just do a monologue which yeah. has never really been my style I have always been quite wary of being just alone by myself talking to the word world uh, via digital communications but yeah. this in this situation you can you, everyone is doing it just everyone is getting used to the fact that you're working from home that a camera is recording you um, with your with your bedroom as a backdrop so yeah uh, that that phobia has, I think, completely disappeared from me because this is what it is now, and this is what it's going to be for a while. Absolutely, so better yeah. better stay active in any capacity. And I think I might just do some stuff, you know, on my own Facebook page at some point. But yeah. I do not have a lot of time to uh, to do it because we are just full on parenting and teaching and yeah. caretaking. And, That's what and we dancing do. and dancing. And dancing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I miss it, man. I, I I really miss it. And uh, yeah, I I was supposed to go to Australia on the 
21st of March and stay there for five weeks for the Melbourne Festival, yeah. which I had been looking forward to. But in the weeks leading up to it, it started to dawn on me that this is probably not going to happen. And then it didn't get cancelled until the 13th of March. By that point, I was so terrified that it was going to be <laughs> held because <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it, it were a few days where sort of the formula race was still on. There was a few days where people seemed to be still a bit on the fence. And of course, it got cancelled. And, yeah. and in fact, I wouldn't even have been into the country. So everything changed really dramatically. Like uh, I had been preparing for months for like a, a trip to Australia for five weeks, which posed its own problems being away from family for so long. Yeah. And it was a real blessing that now the, the opposite is that, no, we're just going to stay together all the time, always. <laughs> and we're going to make it make it as good as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, yeah, we can we can certainly take the positives out of that more time with family. And uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was so hard. It all just it all just dropped away within hours, didn't it? Uh, all the plans yeah. just just went Um but it sounds like you're holding together your your mental health and obviously family and dancing help. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, to everyone. But yeah, I mean, I think I think doing live stuff online, it is difficult doing stuff in your own house. But I think if it's live, I think that's the key. I, I did a Facebook live the other day, not not comedy, actually. Well, a bit of comedy, but mainly like music and messing around on the piano. But I think if it's live, it does recreate that little bit of buzz that you get from live work i think yeah yeah exactly and 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 people appreciate the fact that it's live and and yeah. that this is happening now and it's it's like it's fresh it's it's happening as we speak and yeah. i've been toying with the idea idea of maybe bringing out the old turntables and doing like a live stream where <laughs> i do some do some scratches i was gonna do that in my comedy show <laughs> That sounds great, man. Definitely. I found doing music and comedy at the same time. It's it's so nice. It's so well, it's, I, I just find it so much easier than just talking and doing jokes to an empty, you know, an empty space. Yeah. And like the streaming gigs here, like that are for free. It's just a, a mini industry has been created. Um, also, like one of the major TV stations has like every Saturday now, like a live broadcast from a singer called Helgi Björs uh, mm. from his house. Although apparently it is filmed on a set due to social distancing, it would not work in his house. But mm. he's got a live band and he does like a gig for everyone. And, and like, I think one fourth of the country watches it live <laughs> and just immensely enjoys it. Oh man, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, well, you could be the comedian of this time, couldn't you? You know, you could be, uh, is there any talk or any, um, you know, could you be doing a live feed to the nation every week? I don't know. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, it's like everything is up for grabs, really. Content yeah. is like in high demand, yeah. especially like content that somehow alleviates or addresses the pain that this is causing. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. A little bit of little few jokes from you, then an hour's dancing from you. I think that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that would cheer me up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think in general, all this kind of stuff is helping people feel a bit less embarrassed because everyone is in the same boat together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, it's so good to talk to you. Uh, you, that's, you too, that's, man. 
That's given me um, that's given me a lot of new thoughts. The Corona free hour, but mainly the dancing. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna I'm gonna get on that tonight and think of you. And I'd encourage everyone to do the same. Yeah, yeah, and it and it doesn't hurt to have an inflatable uh, remote controlled R2D2 as well. We found that <laughs> helped a lot. <laughs> nice, nice. I will. Uh, I'll try and get hold of one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Thank you. Man. Thank you so Thank much, Jerry. Thank you for joining me on uh, Psychomedy Daily Dose today. Stay healthy, keep healthy, keep positive, and most of all, keep dancing. Thank you so much, man. You too. Take care. Cheers. Yes, the brilliant Ari Eldian. That's really energised me, that conversation. That is, I mean, two good ideas. Dancing, yes. But the corona-free hour, I think that's absolutely brilliant. So on the back of releasing this podcast today, please go to Psychomedy Pod on Twitter. And we are trying to get the hashtag corona-free hour trending. So as Ari said there, between eight and nine o'clock, I think is a great idea. Let's have a corona-free hour where we don't talk about corona in our houses and we certainly don't post about corona and we don't watch programs about corona and it'd be great to spread that far and wide and get the media doing this as well as Ari says if in that hour we can achieve anxiety levels going down in countries that would be absolutely incredible so please spread the word on twitter that's hashtag corona free hour Thank you so much for joining us today. That is our show for today. Join us tomorrow for more Psychomedy Daily Dose. Please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows. Please give us a five-star review. Your positivity is needed more now than ever. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pod People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk for mental health tips from our counselling partners at threadup.co.uk or at psychomedypod, hashtag corona-free hour. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay positive. Between 8 and 9 o'clock, stay away from Corona and tune back in for more Psychomedy Daily Dose tomorrow. Pod people.